Oh, you you thought I just left. Okay. Well, let me tell you a little story about that coming up. Make a girl man cry. Well, that's what happened to me. Because I deleted all my podcasts. When I did it, I didn't think I was going to cry. I wanted to do it. I actually deleted all my social media. For some reason, I got upset with social media. You got TikTok stealing your information. You got Facebook doing the same thing. You got Twitter going all over the place. I don't know. It just was wearing on me. So I deleted everything. Then I did an experiment later because I work 10 hours a day on a computer. I don't really get bored because I'm very busy at work, but that little monkey on your on your shoulders going, get back on Facebook, check what your friends are doing, check the fishing reports, check the lakes, see what's going on. So it's really, really hard not to get on there. We had to go back to the house and get my ID card and my wallet. That's always fun whenever you've already started to work and forget half the stuff that you need. Apologize for all the background noises as usual with J-Rod Fishing. I don't I set up a little studio area and I can't sit down. I can't sit in it. If I have somebody else on the podcast, it's awesome. But when I'm just talking to the wall, I can't stand it. I like being out and about. So that's why I like this anchor deal. So I can just plug it into my phone and go. I know the audio sucks. I know it's not a professional podcast, but here's the deal. I want to look back on this later and hear myself driving and give myself nightmares of the rat race going to the job every morning because I am getting super close to starting a guide service officially I've guided before but officially and then that way I look back on this and go remember remember when you had an hour commute every day so, I'm going to leave the background noise in here of driving. It's more realistic anyway. All right, we're going to do some miscellaneous spots. Time to talk about miscellaneous. I'm going to try to keep it on topic every podcast. Today, I want to talk about crappie fishing at Lake of the Ozarks. Crappies. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Who doesn't like to eat a crappie that's came out of 45 degree water? That's where we're at right now. 45 degrees at Lake of the Ozarks. And the fish are suspended under big main lake boat docks, condo docks, docks by themselves. You can also catch crappie on points, secondary points, bluffs, 
same kind of places that you would catch a bass. But the fish I'm catching are the ones that are deep on the main lake. There are areas that have a secondary point with a lot of sunshine on them and brush. A combination of the brush, the points, a ditch, all of that is very good to have in combination. Now, so it might depend on what, how deep the crappie are. Right now, I would start all the way shallow as 10 foot, and I would go down to 20, and you will find crappie, because a lot of crappie are gonna be suspended. They'll be up under the dock. Now, if you've got a brush pile, and it's a day where some days are real sunny and it seems like they get tighter to the brush. Some days are cloudy and they get loose, looser, if you want to call it that. So, if you find an area that's got a bunch of big boat docks that might not necessarily have brush on them, and you can shoot the dock and catch them suspended. So. Use a real light jig head, a 132nd, 116th at the most, with, I don't know what number of hook, maybe a one-aught, but most of the jig heads have hooks sized accordingly, especially in the crappie area. And you'll shoot the dock, so people like to boomerang it under there, whatever, or rubber banded under there. They hold their jig in their left hand and then they bend the rod with their right. You'll have to go on Mike Baker's YouTube and watch that. So that's shooting docks. If you don't know what that is, do a little research and you'll find out if you're listening to this. You probably know what shooting docks is. I like to skip them just like if I was bass fishing with a wacky rig Cinco or something, I think I'm just used to it. So I just kind of skip it under there. And I'm so used to doing that. that now, do I get it in the right spot every time? No. You're going to hit stuff. You're going to hit jet ski lifts, cables, chains, and wood and every little thing that they use to nail bumpers and sides of plastic onto the dock, nails, you name it, you're gonna get hung on it. So, that being said, a lot of people like to use braid, and I, I do like to use braid in a leader. I used to not be that way, but skipping Mono, if your mono or fluorocarbon is brand new, it works pretty good. Some of the more limp mono works for a while, but you're going to have to change it more. That braid just stays on there forever. You don't have to mess with it. It's really the way to go. Now, what kind of crappie jig do I want to use? I want to use something that is a leadhead. Definitely not going to pay for tungsten for crappie. Then I want 332nd or 132nd 
and I want a 1 16th. Now, if I find crappie that are underneath the boat fairly deep, I will jump up to a 1 8th, but I don't go heavier. Some people are going heavier because of live scope. If I need to go heavier, I'll pinch a split shot above it. That way I can get it down to the crappie in my live scope. But 90% of the time, and I'm probably doing it wrong, I am using my live scope with a 1 8th, and I've learned to use live scope with a 1 16th. So I think once you figure that out and you know your rate of fall and you know how to follow the jig, etc., you can catch a lot of fish that way. Now, the plastic or the tube or the your whatever your crappie what do they call the plastic part your crappie tube so southern pros used to make a two and a half inch crappie tube that was my staple for lake of the ozarks or anywhere and i'd use black and chartreuse purple and chartreuse and red and chartreuse i've shied away from the red as much anymore they say it disappears i don't know I know they can still see the chartreuse part. I almost always use a crappie nibble. If they're biting real good and you don't need it, it's just an added little enhancement. I always use chartreuse. I don't use any other color. I've tried all of them. The chartreuse one works great. You might get yellow. They actually make like a yellow corn color. It's almost the same as the chartreuse. Get the chartreuse. That's all you need. Now, The I'm, I'm thinking of which tube is the best one I like. Southern Pro Tube is great. You don't have to get a Southern Pro Tube. If you go to Merton's Bait and Tackle in Jeff City, they'll have bulk packs of, I don't know what kind of tube they get anymore. It might be a Southern Pro. It might be some other company, but it's just basically two and a half inch tube. And I used to use like a white and blue and clear water or a blue and white but that purple and chartreuse is pretty good in the clear water too but now if i'm in clear water i mostly go to the monkey milk bobby garland baby shad it's really killer i love the lake fork tackle it's it's a live magic shad is what it is but it's in a crappie size you know two and a half to three inches it is a killer bait. I love that bait. Not a lot of people use it at Lake of the Ozarks. Uh, they make one with a straight tail and they make one with a curly tail. Monkey milk is everyone's favorite color. It does work. It kind of glimmers in the sunlight and it just makes a really, really, really good silhouette. So it's, it's pretty much white though. And when you need some color, you can just dip your jig into some chartreuse, dip the tail, dip the whole thing, dip half of it, whatever you want to do so you can mix the colors up. They make a million different colors of dye. They make marker pens. They put some chartreuse on, or they put some garlic on your bait. I really like it. Now, one thing that I don't try much, and I probably should, is there's a lot of fish paste and pit and jellies to put on your crappie jig and in the winter time you're soaking the bait in front of the fish 
so you need a little bit of scent to kind of get them to trigger sometimes. When they're biting, it doesn't matter. If you put any color down there at the right silhouette and the right rate of fall and have it above their head, which is important, above their head, let them come up and eat it. They will follow it down and eat it. A lot of people say they, they don't and it spooks them. It can and it will. If you want to want to be more successful, keep it above them. But I have for a million years dropped jigs down in piles off the of docks, hit the bottom or hit the brush, then brought it up and caught a million crappie. So take it as you will get out there you find your own pattern but if you can keep it above them you will be more successful now I know I'm kind of going all over the place here back to the jig head back to the bait the bait itself that Bobby Garland baby shad is killer when they want something moving when you're casting you want to throw out there over them and then reel it in. I like something with the curly tail. So that Lake Fort Live Magic Shad with a curly tail is great. Tiny little grubs are awesome. Firecracker colors are good and clear, clear water. Something with a lot of flash to it, but in that smaller size. Right now, I'm above the crappie. I am seeing them on the graph. Guys, I did this with 2D back in the day. LiveScope just enhances that. It's just a better tool. So just like bass fishing, there's a million different crappie jigs and there's a tons, there's tons of ways to catch them. Some people catch them on a spoon. If you get on Dixie Jets spoons, I don't know their actual website name, but they make crappie spoons, some call them the crappie slab, some call them some kind of crappie bomb, some people put a minnow on it. Minnows are terrific in the winter time, they, they last longer, it's cooler weather, and crappie bite minnows, just need a gold hook. Maybe a number one, one odd, or number one, gold hook, split shot. That's it. That's all you need. You can put it on your crappie jig. That's usually what I do. Because then I have a bait. If I run out of minnows or someone else is using minnows, I can use my crappie jig. Then I just add a minnow to it. So try that out the crappie are absolutely on fire right now this is the best time of year from now until they spawn it's my favorite time to catch crappie at lake of the ozarks i haven't tried anywhere else this is only for lake of the ozarks i know that they are still catching them at mark twain still catching some giants over there at truman lake i got on i think it's Mr. Bishops, Randy Bishops, that's probably wrong. There's some guide services over there that are killing it. I'm trimming for big fish right now. So, 
Speaking of guide services, we're going to transition over to another topic. So, we are going to start a different episode and keep this one on the crappie. But we're going to go look out for MissouriFishingCharters.com. And right now, the, there is a website, but it's not really built yet. But there's a Facebook page and an Instagram for MissouriFishingCharters.com. And what that's going to be is, originally it's going to be for me when I start guiding officially, which I am super close to getting my Coast Guard license, and I want to start taking veterans out. If I can find the time to take other people out, I will. The veterans will be first and foremost. Take them crappie fishing, bass fishing, cat fishing, whatever they want to do, mostly on Lake of the Ozarks. If they want to go to Mark Twain, if they want to go to Table Rock, that's fine. But Lake of the Ozarks is my home lake. So I will focus on that. And I think I wanted to get the name wanted to get that name on the Facebook, Instagram, and on the website because the algorithms and the keywords and how Google works, etc. I just thought that was a good name to get. So I got Missouri Fishing Charters. I got Missouri Fishing Guide. And I think I'm just going to leave it at that. See if one of those takes off. If one of them is doing better than the other, I will delete the other one or we'll make that decision later. So, I've done a lot of experimenting with Facebook, Facebook shops, tackle stores, JJ Tackle, different names, J Rod Fishing, Jared Shelton Fishing, etc., etc., etc. And it really is something I don't, I understand it, but not like. Just gonna say a computer nerd. I don't understand it completely like someone with a computer science degree. I can't explain it to you, but I know this. If you try certain things, you try different names, you try different keywords to get algorithms and doing different timing on videos and reels and etc. Some pages take off and some don't. I had one really take off on Instagram and I, I deleted that one in my little crazy experimentation and frustration. So I've started over on the gram. But that is not my full-time job and it is not my, I'm not giving it full attention. So anyway, fishing, um, Missouri Fishing Charters. Hopefully we'll take off. I think I'm going to showcase guides that are really good, guides that I like to use, guides I like to go on trips with. You have Jack Uxa is really good. I like the Ozarks, I need to go with him. I want to go with Tommy Bench on a Gasconade. I want to go with Kenny Wilkerson up at Mark Twain from Crappie. I want to get with Cody Manhattan at Truman. I want to go with Eric Cray down at Table Rock. There's just a lot of different 
guides that are extremely good. They do it full time. They are really good at what they do and I want to learn from them. And I want to fish with somebody that really, really can show me some things and we'll have a good time. So watch out for that. I want to do another podcast on that. And uh, that's about it for the winter time. We're going to do some tournament results. We're going to go over what's going to be the tournament schedule, etc., etc. And if you are extremely bored listening to this, please go over to Bass Talk Live. Listen to Matt Pegrack on the tournament scene. And one of my favorite podcasts right now is the Bear Grease podcast from the Meat Eater guys and Clay Newcomb from Arkansas. He really, really brings up a lot of topics that I enjoy. There's a lot of turkey hunting going on. There's a lot of squirrels hunting stories. He rides a mule, and I absolutely love listening about the Ozark Mountains and hunting there because I am originally from southern Missouri, and I love going down there to my family and getting in those hills. Wood, wood hills and mountains with lots of, lots of So the Ozark Mountains are terrific. I love hunting down there. So enough with the miscellaneous going on here at the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. If you go crappie fishing right now, you should catch them. If you're not, shoot me an email and I will get back with you and we will dial you in. Be safe out there. It's cold. Have a plan. Take extra clothes. Go with the battle buddy. See ya.